welcome to our channel as you take your time to listen to God's word today with us we believe and pray that your faith will be strengthened up and we hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you as well as your family last week we heard our pastor preaching about strength how many of you remember he preached about strength. And I was waiting on the Lord to, to know what is the topic that he wants me to, to preach today. And the Lord gave me the word peace. So I'm, my title today is Living with Peace. Love your Bible. Turn your Bible to Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7. Two verses. Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Seventh verse. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So these two words are very precious to me because as I was, um, God was teaching me through, through his power of the Holy Spirit, I have learned quite a few things on my knees. So in those days, when I, I go on my knees and I ask God, I need to, more, to know more about peace. Because many times we go, we go, we meet the situations where we don't have any peace. Or we act as if we are, we are at peace. You know, outwardly, people may think, oh, quite a peaceful person. You know, you are at peace. But exactly... What that word means is what is in our mind should reach our heart. Sometimes we have peace in mind, but in the heart it is disturbed. Why is that disturbance? There is something not right. So I prefer, I chose these two verses from Philippians. And we first, let's see about verse 6 first. Verse 6 talks about worries, problems, difficulties, tribulation, trials, you know, ups and downs in life and peaceless situation. But we don't have to be, the Bible says we don't have to be anxious about anything. But... In everything, no matter what, whether it is small or big or medium, what kind of problem we face does not matter. What matters is what do we do in that situation? We have a lot of worries. We have faced many situations and we lose our peace. And what is the remedy? How do we cope with that? The Bible says that, but in everything, by prayer. So I have divided into three sections, prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. But when, when we talk about the three, the prayer and supplication, because prayer and supplication go together, 
But if it's something that we do in prayer and something we do in supplication, in surrendering our supplication also, with thanksgiving, everything with thanksgiving. So when we first take prayer, it's going before God in his terms. What are God's terms? There are two things that confession and praise and worship. When we go to God, we don't just go, God, I'm in trouble, please help me. No, God has some terms and conditions. We need to qualify ourselves even to go before God. We have to be clear in our conscience, Christian conscience. So the Bible says that be prayerful in the sense it's going before God in God's terms. That according to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says that if we confess our sins, our God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. So that's a beautiful verse God has given us. So when we have any problem, anything that we have to talk to God, we have to take it before God, the first thing we have to see whether our heart is right even to stand before the righteous God. So we need to, we need to confess, you know, to God no matter because God knows everything. We don't have to hide anything there. We can hide with each other. We can hide between even husband and wife, parents and children, friends, close, thick friends together. But we cannot hide anything from God. So that's what the Bible says, that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. So that is the first one. The second one is praise and worship. So when we finish the confession, we, the automatically praise, the spirit of praise and worship comes out. See, when we come to church, we sit there in our seats and we close our eyes for some time. What do we do? Pray. Oh, but what do we do? How do we pray? Even from home, we say that, oh, I have prayed. I am now prepared to go to church. From home to reach church, there are so many things happening. Traffic. You know, sometimes arguments, sometimes difference of opinions. There are so many things could happen. And we carry all those burdens into the house of God. So that is why when we come here and confess to God, Lord, oh no, I don't even know what I have done. I might have done which have grieved your Holy Spirit. I want to confess and I want to be free to worship, to praise you and to hear your word and to pray together with the brethren. You know, that's more important. So when we, when we say like that, when we praise God, there are quite a few verses in Psalms. We know that I don't, I can't, I don't have time to mention all the verses, but a few. Psalm 111, verse 1. Psalm 113, verse 3. Psalm 145, verse 3. Psalm 147, verse 1. Quite, quite a few in Psalms. If you have a study in the book of Psalms, you can, you can learn many things. 
It's a beautiful book. You can learn many things in Psalms. Now we have finished the first session, prayer. Now we go to the supplication. Philippians, what I mean, what does it mean, supplication? Supplication is giving our needs to God. What we need, we are giving it to God. Because we cannot do anything with, with, our, with what we need, but God can do it. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. <clears throat> we submit all our needs and our requests to God, and my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Have you taken that verse? Philippians 4.19. It's a beautiful verse. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We may have many wants and desires. I have done economics. You know, in economics, we learn that there are so many wants. There are so many desires, but we can't fulfill every desire and every want. But God gives what we need. To live on this earth every day, we need air to breathe. We need water to drink. We need food to eat for our physical bodies. We need a family. We need a roof to live under. We need so many things. We need friends. So many, so many things we need in life. God provides everything. God provides, but keep what God gives us. Keep it safe and protect it. You know, guard it. It is our duty. We have to take care of what God has given us. He has provided everything out of his unlimited riches. That's what the word says. It says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus, by Christ Jesus. So from his riches, that means he provides everything we need out of his unlimited riches. There is no limit to God's riches that he will give, his, give it to us out of the riches of glory in Christ Jesus. It means that it is through Jesus and because of Jesus that we have a father as our supplier. We go through Jesus to get those supplies. We cannot just go to God. So everything should go through see Jesus the mediator. So when we think when we say that God provides all our needs, the supplier is our father and we take Everything to Jesus, because it is through Jesus and because of Jesus, we get Jesus that we have the Father as our supplier. And also we should know God never promises to meet all our wants, all our desires, you know. There's a verse that says in Psalm again that, you know, take delight in the Lord and he will fulfill your heart's desire. That's true. But the condition is take delight in the Lord. And the, you have to meditate on that word. 
before you even expect anything to be fulfilled by god any desire any need any want so when we when we think of, when we think of god meeting all our needs we should not confuse ourselves with wants god does not promise that he will fulfill all our wants all our desires but he says that i will supply all your needs according to the riches in glory by jesus christ third point thanksgiving when we when we say thanksgiving that's a simple word it take uh, in first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 it says in everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you it's a beautiful verse in everything whether you face calamities disasters whatever you face you face happy occasions you face good things bad things no matter whatever it is in everything it's giving thanks is our duty give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus so the three points are so important and after that only the verse says and then let all your requests be made known to god so it is that means be open to god we cannot hide anything from god because the verse says in hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 and there is no creature hidden from his sight but all things are laid open to the eyes of him to whom we should give account everything is laid bare open to the eyes of god we cannot hide anything so when you go before god we have to go with open mind we are not hiding anything and also in psalm 139 verse 4 says lord before a word is upon my tongue you know it all together i cannot change my word i cannot change my opinion no because you know everything there is nothing you do not know about my life what a step i take god knows it a move i make god knows it a word i speak god knows it even before it is on our tongues god knows god knows everything so there is not a word on my tongue but behold o oh lord you know it altogether he is the only one whom we trust and pour out our problems no matter what kind of needs but we have the right to give it to him and then we go to the next verse verse 7 it talks about the peace of god the peace what kind of peace that surpasses all human understanding will rule your hearts and minds through jesus christ this is a very important thing that we need to know for example we lose someone in our lives a beloved one we lose some good friendships reliable reliable friendships because of misunderstanding we lose a good job 
be your business goes down there are so many things we can face in life but in all things you know we go down we feel down in our feelings in our emotions and we are we don't know what to do because we lose peace the peace is gone the the peace i am talking here about is not for example from my personal testimony for me my first cup of coffee in the morning is so important i don't care who comes who talks who does anything i don't care my children knew it very well when they have to come and ask something in the morning hey don't go she hasn't yet finished her coffee because they will straight no so now it's not like that anymore i have grown <laughs> so sometimes please when children are small like 2 year old 3 year old please let me have my cup of coffee in peace it's very easy to say that but what do we know what do we mean by peace you know that means not being disturbed or go and hide yourself in the restroom and the kid will be screaming outside and i hope oh, i am deaf I can't hear anything. Becky has got several times and keep on knocking. So long, so long. I'm not yet done. Go away. <laughs> so, it is it is quite easy for especially for mothers because children are nagging all the time for this and that and this. So, and and I I remember uh, our second daughter Abby Zara's mom well she was getting ready to school she will not she would not ask the i i always used to tell her ask before the previous day don't come in the morning when the school bus is coming and your daddy is going to drop you at that time i need this i need that no and that will be straight no so think and ask before the night before and then she will say okay i'll do that and then the next morning she will be late becky will be ready and i am ready let's go and then <laughs> pastor will be ready to take the children to the bus stop to school bus stop and then daddy i need for 100 shillings or 200 shillings because there's a special lunch at school and before he says yes or no she said thank you so much daddy <laughs> children know how to get from parents that's not the tactics we follow when we ask from god there is a way to ask god god knows what we need what we don't need so there are quite a few things we need to understand about this peace that surpasses all human understanding in a situation how come this chaos there's problems and troubles and tribulation how on earth you can be in peace how is that peace possible peace is possible because it is coming from god it is beyond any human understanding which surpasses all human understanding so it is a special peace only the prince of peace can give it to us 
so when we are in that such situations we have to think that there are two things our hearts are in pain and our minds are disturbed when someone sees you sitting quiet and said you feel disturbed are you okay such situation comes people don't talk because the affected parts are the the mind and the heart see when we when we talk about this we can say that you know this is the peace jesus gives to us in the midst of hard times hearts are disturbed minds are challenged how oh, it's a hard time that's why when in in mark chapter 4 35 to 41 verses when you read just note it down and then read at home and it says that uh, when jesus came you know they woke jesus up you know don't you care that we are perishing and then he there's two things he did he he said that peace be still he rebuked the wind the first thing and then he said to the sea peace be still and the very next minute the wind ceased and there was a calm situation jesus can do that only jesus can do that jesus can give peace in in difficult situations which we cannot manage it's not in our hands because already our minds are full and our heart is heavy and we cannot even think properly in such situations so we thank god that jesus gives us peace in such terrible situations many times we see that the disciples forgot what jesus told them in john 14:27 that i will give you my peace he says my own peace not as the world gives but my peace let not your heart be troubled and don't be afraid he is giving beautiful verses to to the disciples but at that time when they have to face difficult situation it's quite human we forget we forget about that but jesus spoke jesus spoke the truth he says i am the peace i am the peace giver so when you come to me i will give you the peace that you need so he says in a very that he says that do not be afraid let your heart be troubled let not your heart be troubled because i give you peace not as the world gives but my own peace imagine if jesus comes and tells us and we are his disciples how would we feel i wish we lived in those days many times i thought about that lord you could have given me a chance to live in those times you know i could have seen you face to face i could have sat on you at your feet and learned many things you know there are so many desires you know we don't know what what we have in our hearts but when we sit at the place of prayer there are th- many things coming out coming out and god sees it you know sometimes we don't take god seriously but god takes our every word seriously today we say that god i will do this for you 
because you are a good card he takes it seriously we can go and tell a friend you are such a good friend i can do anything for you and the the time that we we need the friend need our help and then we say oh i'm so sorry i got into something that you know no, please next time definitely i'll be there a god is not like that he takes every word seriously that's why children believe the words of parents you know when they say oh okay i remember becky asking me will you buy this thing will you buy that thing when i get married will you buy the oil for my baby will you buy i said how old are you becky no i'm just preparing myself i should know that you can help you know you are my parents you are my parents you can help me you know how do i provide myself all these things when my amartha asked her then what is a husband for so you know children they don't understand they just ask they just ask you know so because they are children and god even jesus says that be like these children for the kingdom of god belongs to such as these god loves the children because they don't have anything in their hearts and they just open up you know when we go to god we should learn to completely be open to him no hiding no nothing but god knows everything in also in the in in john chapter 20 verse 19 and 21 jesus appeared to the disciples because they were so scared of the jews they were they were so fearful but jesus came and he in the mid doors were shut yet he he came in their midst and he said peace be still so he talks about peace even at that time and then in verse 21 jesus said to them again peace to you because he knows they need that peace at that particular time they were disturbed they were their hearts were their minds were full of you know questions oh now he's gone shall i go back to fishing what do i do who is that to guide us who is that to lead us that finished let's go back and peter took his net and he was going to go go back to fishing because the other alternate jesus is gone but unless jesus says unless i am gone i won't be able to send the holy spirit to you so in everything he does there was a point that he wanted to make to his disciples in proverbs 4:23 because now we have come to the last part of head and mind when <coughs> proverbs 4:23 says keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life your heart has to be kept very careful you know it's an, it's of course it's an important organ of our body but when we say you know someone is sick is it a heart problem 
That's the first question many people ask, you know. So, I, as I, I, me being a heart patient, I know how important the heart is. Suddenly, the, the pulse rate will go to 32 for me. I'll be shaking and I'll be, you know, something is not right. Then uh, when I check with the oximeter, it'll say 32. I said, come on, go up in the name of Jesus. You don't have the right to stay in 32 because I can't survive longer. So you won't believe it's a simple prayer and it will slowly go to 38, 42, 48. Still it will be ping, 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 you know, and then it will reach to 50 and then the beep stops. So it's, it is a battle actually, it's a battle. Because for me, my heart is important. If my heart doesn't function well, my whole body cannot function. So that's why in, in Proverbs 4.23, it says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. And our mind is so important that what we think, what we receive into our minds, and what we think about, all these things are done here. Mind is the battlefield. We need to be careful. So I took Ephesians chapter 6, the two verses, 16 and 17. Of course, the armor, the whole armor of God is spoken from in Ephesians 6, verse 13 to 18. But I have taken only 16 and 17, which talks about the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the word of God. So the breastplate of righteousness, when we think about this, for a soldier, the breastplate, of, breastplate is so important. Why? It protects his heart, his lung, and his important organs of his body while he's fighting. And the helmet is for what? To protect his head. his thoughts because he has to be in action and he has to and the sword is the word that he received from you know from his training that what do you do in such situation how do you act so when we think of all these things we can compare it in the spiritually speaking the breastplate of righteousness guard our hearts and the helmet of salvation guard our minds. And the sword of the word of God guides us in our walk with God. Last but not least, I want to tell you something. When we talk about heart and mind, easily talk about that. It's not that much distance, isn't it, from the mind to the heart. Mind is here, heart is here. But... I've been thinking, you know, for a long, long time, Lord, I have traveled widely. The longest distance I have ever traveled is from my mind to my heart. Everything is there in my mind. I want to do that. I want to, you know, I want to speak like that. I want to uh, do, God, do for God. I want to do this and that and that. All these are here. But what about here? 
comes from the mind to the heart, the, to reach the heart is a big journey. We need to have that kind of faith that enable us to push all that in our minds to reach the heart so that we can live with that faith and with that trust in God. Pastor Sam said, strength comes from trusting God. That's what he said. Peace comes from trusting God. I tell you, in a situation where you cannot face, where you find it hard to face, just one line of prayer. It's actually Abby taught me, Mommy, when you go through such a situation, just say, Lord, let your peace guide me. It's a simple prayer, but I have prayed several times. Even when people are around, I will say, I'll go to the restroom or I'll go to that room and say, Lord, I am disturbed. Let your peace guide me. When God's peace guides us, we don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to think about anything. How things are going to happen? How am I going to manage? How am I going to cope? No, we don't have to worry because the word itself, it says, do not be anxious about anything. But in prayer, with supplication, with uh, prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let all your requests be made known to God. And then you do this, and then the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding will rule your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless his word. Thank you for listening to our sermon today with us. Hope that it was a blessing for you as well as your family. And if you would like to support our ministry, you can do so by visiting kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. And we will meet you with another inspiring sermon next week. God bless you.